0: Ken
1: is away today, and uh, we are awaiting the, uh, is is the press conference? uh,
2: Hasn't started yet.
1: Hasn't started yet? Are they in position to start, do we know?
3: I don't see anything on the Facebook page or
2: the TV, so nothing. Okay.
1: Uh, If we can get audio of this, we will. We'll bring it to you. It's a really peculiar story. It's the murder of uh, a bishop. Catholic Bishop David O'Connell. He was killed Saturday afternoon in Hacienda Heights. He lived alone in a home owned by the archdiocese. And he was found dead with a gunshot wound in his torso, in his bed. And immediately they were, law enforcement was suspicious because there were no signs of forced entry. This happened on Jan Lu Avenue. And the crime was believed not to be random. So it wasn't, they didn't suspect it was a guy who broke in to rob the place and ended up killing the bishop. It was somebody who wanted to kill the bishop. Now, the suspect, according to all news reports, is a man who was, we'll get to that in a second, later apprehended in Torrance. And is the husband of a woman who worked in the home for the bishop. Uh, And uh, there's... uh, A story that comes from the LA Daily News, the Daily Mail has picked it up out of London uh, that uh, they uh, and, and Channel 4, I'm just piecing all these together. The man was identified early on through unnamed technical means, whatever that is. They went down to Torrance. There was a standoff in Torrance from midnight till about nine in the morning. He, he was barricaded inside the house and remember he was is married to the woman who worked for the uh, for the bishop. His name is Carlos Medina according to neighbors. And so Medina was in the house for for hours overnight into the morning on Kenwood Avenue in Taurus. Torrance he's uh, barricaded um, and he was definitely armed. Um, one neighbor, said that uh, he he told an LA Daily News reporter Claire Harder that uh, Harder was an odd man in his 50s who was up at all hours of the night digging in his yard. Another neighbor, uh, Marty Hernandez, said, I'm just shocked and overwhelmed. You wouldn't know that you have somebody that lives next to your house that would do such a thing. Um, This started when uh, deputies received a call that a person was not breathing at the address. And that's when they found him dead in the bed. Uh, Let's see here. There's also was, uh, there's video, there's video uh, of his uh, property where there's just tons of junk scattered about. And I'm looking at Clara Harder's uh, Twitter feed. Uh, They talked to the neighbor's Luis Lopez. Uh, They said the suspect's wife was a devout Catholic and uh, knew Bishop David O'Connell. And they lived about five years on Kenwood Avenue. They said he was a, a good man, average man, very talkative. And uh, then the video uh, was on Clara Harder's site just showing the incredible amounts of, of just garbage and junk. Pipes, bikes, buckets, tools, potted plants. Uh, the neighbor, Marty Hernandez, says he always seemed like an odd person, always on the go, in a rush, and digging stuff, often in the middle of the night. So something something set him off, and we are waiting on the uh, on on the press conference. Um, he was pronounced dead at the scene. Nobody heard a gunshot or any other unusual noise in the neighborhood, and uh, the police figured this out fairly quickly. O'Connell was a founder and chairman of the SoCal Immigration Task Force, which is a group of dioceses that help uh, children who come to the u s without a without adult uh, companionship, the unaccompanied minors, uh, the uh, illegal immigrants. And that was his big issue. He also tried to build bridges between residents of uh, neighborhoods that were destroyed in the riots of nineteen ninety two. Um, after the Rodney King beating, uh, connections between people in those neighborhoods and local law enforcement. The L.A. County Sheriff Robert Luna called the bishop a peacemaker. So who, why he would, uh, if this is the killer, why he angered the husband of this woman is, is really odd, unless this is just like all the other murders we've had lately. Uh, like the, the, the two mass killings, uh, the one that was in uh, was in Monterey Park and the one at Half Moon Bay. It's just a uh, crazy old guy goes off finally without any explanation. So how are we doing on the press conference? Nothing yet? Nothing yet. It's, this is, they, they never get the press conferences on time. So we'll get to that when we have a chance. I want to spend some time on uh, on this uh this story doesn't affect anybody here, obviously, but it it it's it's just a, a sign of just like nothing nothing uh, nothing works right. Um, you know the train derailment in Ohio, right? You've probably seen that story. You know the basics of it. There was a train rumbling through East Palestine, Ohio, in the middle of the night. It's right on the Pennsylvania border. It's been two weeks since that happened, and there was a huge chemical fire uh, when when the train uh, derailed, and then they tried to burn off. Uh, the rest of the chemicals that leaked out of the train, and that was that just brought this this toxic gas. They it's, it's, think it was like phosgene gas, which they used in World War I to kill people. But when you when you burn vinyl chloride, that's what you get. And the government went there and burned more phosgene gas. And Pete Buttigieg, who is nearly as useless as Kamala Harris. Um, He he hasn't visited the site, and he hasn't said anything intelligent about it. And all the people in uh, Palestine uh, don't believe the government. The government's trying to claim the water's fine, the air is fine, and the residents are saying, well, uh, we can't breathe, our throat is burning, we've got rashes, and our animals are dying.
4: Okay, we're going to go to this press conference My name is Mariana Rodriguez. I'm captain at Sheriff's Information Bureau. Today, Sheriff Robert Luna will provide information related to the murder of Bishop David O'Connell. The order of speakers today will be Sheriff Robert Luna, State Senator Bob Archuleta, representing the 1st District Field Deputy for Supervisor Hilda Solis Esther Lim, representing the 4th District Supervisor Janice Hahn, and in closing will be Archbishop Jose Gomez. Now is my honor to present the Sheriff of Los Angeles County, Robert Luna.
2: Uh, Thank you all for uh, being with us here today, and uh, thank you for your patience. I know we had to change the the time uh, once today, but you'll find, as I'm relaying this story to you, why we wanted to wait a couple of additional hours to provide you the best information uh, that we possibly could. Um, And and before I start with my comments, um, I know many of you in the room Uh, You usually have outstanding questions, and um, I I will do everything I can to possibly answer every question that you have, although um, our priority before 8 a.m. this morning was to apprehend this suspect, and we did uh, by some amazing detective work. Our next priority is to get him prosecuted. Uh, And there will be information that we simply cannot talk about at this time, but will come out uh, as we take uh, the detectives, take this man to court and try and get him filed on. So let me back up here on Saturday, February 18th at approximately 1 PM. The industry sheriff's station deputies responded to a person not breathing rescue call in the 1500 block block of Janlu Avenue in the city of Hacienda Heights. Deputies and paramedics arrived at the residence, and a male was pronounced dece- deceased at that scene at that time. While at the location, it was discovered that the male was Auxiliary Bishop David O'Connell. Bishop O'Connell sustained at least one gunshot wound to the upper body while in the bedroom of his residence. At the time, the cause of death was unclear to our detectives, but appeared suspicious in nature. A firearm was not recovered at the scene, and there was no forced entry into the bishop's residence. Homicide investigators were called and responded to the scene. Upon arrival, they reviewed evidence, conducted interviews and canvass the neighborhood for surveillance video footage. Early Sunday morning investigators from the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office uh, arrived on scene and began their investigation alongside the detectives from the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, at which time it was determined that Bishop O'Connell's, this incident was a murder. It was now a murder investigation. Later that morning, detectives discovered surveillance footage that showed a vehicle that had pulled into the Bishop's driveway, stayed for a short time and left the location. The vehicle was described as a dark, colored, compact SUV. Sunday evening at approximately 7 p.m., detectives received a tip that there was a person of interest who resided in the city of Torrance. The person of interest was identified as Carlos Medina, a 65-year-old male Hispanic. Detectives were told by the tipster that they were concerned because Medina was acting strange, irrational, and made comments about the bishop owing him money. Medina is the husband of Bishop O'Donnell, or I'm sorry, Medina is the husband of Bishop O'Connell's housekeeper who, was previously, who has previously done work at the bishop's residence and drove a similar SUV to the one previously seen in the driveway of the bishop's residence. So just to confirm, um, this is the husband of the bishop's housekeeper and the suspect had previously done work around the bishop's residence. Detectives learned Medina's residence in the 2400 block of Kenwood Avenue in the city of Torrance. A tipster told detectives Medina had left Los Angeles County and was believed to be in the Central California area. Detectives authored a warrant for Medina's arrest and a search warrant for his residence. Homicide investigators served a warrant with the assistance of our Major Crimes Bureau detectives. At approximately 2 a.m. this morning, we were alerted by a community member that Medina had returned to his residence. Carson Sheriff Station deputies, along with our Major Crime Bureau detectives, contained the location and conducted call-outs for Medina to surrender, but he refused. He refused to come out of his residence. The original search warrant for his residence was amended by detectives, which enabled our Special Enforcement Bureau to enter the location to arrest Medina and search his home. This morning, our Special Enforcement Bureau personnel arrived on scene and took over the tactical operation. Additional callouts were made to Medina to surrender, and at approximately 8.15 this morning, Medina exited his residence and was taken into custody without further incident. As a result of the second search warrant, detectives recovered two firearms and other evidence possibly linking Medina to the crime. The firearms will need to be examined and tested by our crime lab to determine if either of those firearms were used in the murder. As I have previously stated, um, my heart uh, grieves. Um, Although I personally did not know the bishop, I cannot tell you how many phone calls I've received over the last 48 hours of people who have worked with him in different capacities. And uh, this man, this bishop, made a huge difference in our community. He was loved, and, uh, and, it's, and it's very sad that we're gathered here today uh, to talk about his murder in this way. Um, he's been a pillar in our community, known as a peacemaker, a passion, a passion for serving those in need, and, and you'll hear more about that as uh, other uh, partners of mine that are here beside me will get up and talk. Uh, I do want to spend a couple of minutes here. Because I don't want this to be overshadowed. Um, As tragic as it is to be talking about the murder of Bishop O'Connell, our detectives for the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, our homicide detectives, our major crimes uh, detectives, and everyone else involved did an amazing job. If you look at the way I laid this story out, it was nonstop work. Uh, There's uh, people around me who haven't slept, um, and I really applaud them for their uh, professionalism. Uh, And and I got to tell you, I couldn't be more proud of them as I'm reporting their good work uh, to all of you uh, today. But as I stated earlier, um, I, I... We wanted to wait a little bit more to give you as much detailed information as we could. But there is information that unfortunately uh, we will not give out in detail at this time because the next step is to present all of the evidence that we have gathered and try to get a criminal prosecution on Medina. So I just want to make sure um, uh, that's known. Uh, keeping uh, the integrity of this investigation is a priority. And uh, like I said, we're going to open it up to questions here after all of my partners speak, but um, we'll be very disciplined about what we can answer or not. Um, there's also another factor. I talked about the, the excellent work by our homicide detectives. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I'd be standing in front of you Uh, within 48 hours of this crime, if it wasn't for the members of our community who came forward and helped us along the way and gave us tips. Uh, When we talk about the fact that we're more effective as a department reducing crime in partnership with the community, uh, this is a perfect example. Uh, We had people from different locations that gave us uh, information that helped us solve this crime And uh, they will continue to do so. But at the same time, I urge anybody that has more information uh, about anything they may know uh, about uh, Medina, any of his activities, to please come forward. Uh, And and as other uh, speakers talk about uh, Bishop, the bishop, uh, you'll you'll see why we need to do this as a community uh, to move forward with uh, his uh, legacy. Uh, So with that, uh, I will turn it over uh, to the next speaker, uh, our state senator, and then again, I'll come back up here to answer questions that any of you may have. Thank you.
0: Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Senator Bob Archuleta, and let me begin by offering my condolences from the governor, my colleagues in Sacramento, everyone in the county of Los Angeles throughout this state, and in reality, throughout the nation. The calls are coming in, as you will hear later from those that will be speaking, the calls will continue. He has touched all of us. Our bishop, and I say our bishop, your bishop, because in my community of Pico Rivera, he served uh, at St. Hillary's, he served in Long Beach, he served uh, throughout this county, Everywhere he went, whether it be in East Los Angeles or here in the suburbs, wherever it was, uh, the bishops touched everyone. And I know that each and every one of you that are here today realize that Bishop O'Connell has touched you as well. And my personal story is I went to Salesian High School, a Catholic high school in East Los Angeles, where the bishop has visited, others have been there. And he had the ability to walk the streets everywhere he went, bringing people together. The okay, we're going to
1: cut away now because we wanted to get the part about the facts of the crime. And it uh, looks like they're going to understandably spend a lot of time eulogizing uh, the bishop there. But if you're uh, just joining us, uh, we, w- we just had the sheriff, uh, Robert Luna, on, and he was describing um, the circumstances of the crime. They uh have a suspect. Uh he's been arrested, Carlos Medina. He is the husband of a woman who worked with the bishop, for the bishop, in the house that the bishop lived in in Hacienda Heights. And uh according to the story, um the husband did some work for uh for the bishop, and I maybe there was a pay dispute. I, I think is that that's what was discussed. We're going to get Steve Greger on. Maybe he's got some more details. But uh, it was somebody who who knew the bishop. And uh, apparently this guy was an odd character in the neighborhood, Carlos Medina. His neighbors found him kind of weird and had a lot of junk on in his property. And he uh, spent a lot of time digging. So I guess he had some kind of uh, dispute, blamed it on the bishop, and then went and shot him. So we'll uh, we'll uh, get more of that uh, coming up, uh, and uh, whenever Steve's available, let me know, and we'll put him on the air to, f- to flesh out this story. They the the key to breaking the case though was there was video of uh, somebody in a dark colored SUV that rolled up on the uh, on the driveway, and uh, then left. So the police could track the SUV, and that's why they were able. To, to, uh, to quickly uh, to, to find Medina. And uh, he was barricaded inside his house for uh, quite a while. They had a SWAT team on the scene before he was finally uh, coaxed out and, and gave up. Um, it, 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 it sounds like he boiled over from a, a personal dispute, but we, we don't know that for sure. Uh, another weird thing that happened Uh, over the weekend as uh, a man was found dead inside a burning motorhome Saturday morning in Playa del Rey. This is along the Bologna wetlands. And I I got, you know, I have told you about Tracy Park, who's the new council member on the west side replacing Mike Bonin. She just sent out her newsletter uh, via email over the weekend, and I saw in one of her top stories to show what she's doing is she took a, a local... Uh, uh, I think State Senator Ben Allen, a Democrat from Santa Monica, on a tour of the Bologna wetlands. So she has promised that's the next thing she's going to handle. There's there's 60 or more RVs parked all along the wetlands and and those people have made it such a foul, disgusting, horrific mess. just uh, just so much garbage and so much human waste and, and just fires that they've had. It, it it's heartbreaking because the Bologna Wetlands. There's not too many protected wetlands left in uh, the general Los Angeles area. This is one of the few preserves. It's, it's bird sanctuary and just all kinds of wildlife and vegetation. And uh, why it's been allowed to be destroyed uh, is is just shocking to me that that Mike Bonin and Eric Arcetti allowed so much damage to happen to this and this environmental preserve. But uh, the latest was there's a burning motor home. It's in Playa del Rey on Jefferson Boulevard, right on the, the edge of the reserve. Yeah, the Bologna Wetlands Ecological Reserve. That's that's the the formal name of it. Motor home in flames. And then they found a, a guy dead inside. And uh, they're calling it an accidental death. I mean, who knows what he was doing? A lot of these people have propane heaters. Some of them are, are cooking meth. Um it's just intolerable. So hopefully, hopefully Tracy's gonna uh, get all those RVs removed. They, they actually part of the part of the COVID nonsense was RVs could not be moved or impounded. Uh, just shocking. Every, every, <laughs> they, these are people who were were not at risk of dying from COVID, and uh, you could you could you couldn't force their RVs out of an ecological reserve. Yay, unbelievable. All right, third according to the lawsuit. Um, in reality, King has a bank account, she claims, which shows a balance of only $11.98, claiming she spent all the money and has no money left to her name. Of course, some of that money might be in one of those British Virgin Islands. Um, she, What she did is, oh, here's, here's how she sold these loans. To the to the financing company, she claimed that her customers were former NHL, NBA, and Major League Baseball players. And she had these photos, you know, to prove her connections. So this British Virgin Islands company thought, well, oh, this woman's got connections with very wealthy people, so we could trust we're gonna get the loans paid back. And again, she acted as the uh the middle person. Um outside of the sports uh athletes, um, she also claimed to have a friend who is a famous hair extension person for the stars. Ooh. Specifically the Kardashians. Now are you telling me their hair is not real those are hair extensions is that right?
4: Uh yes. I really? mean I'm sure they 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 have nice <laughs> hair but if they wanted to to look longer <laughs> then they they add the hair extensions.
1: Car- Boy you can't trust anybody huh the Kardashians have fake hair. I never would have thought. What a shock.
4: You can make hair on you. You can use a filter on social media, and you can add hair. I haven't done that, but you can I was do going all to kinds. Say, of, no, this is this is it for me. I know this is it.
1: You don't? Do you, do you touch up your photos?
4: Um, I have, but I don't have a I don't have a filter. But somebody else that I know has touched up my my photos, oh. and I'm like, whoa, that that's a little too fake. <laughs>
1: isn't that a bit of a diss if, if your well, friend no. touches up your photo no
4: no no it's not just me it's it's just everybody it's everybody
1: yeah I, don't, I look don't. we
4: all want to look beautiful and young
1: but uh, but everybody starts looking artificial
4: absolutely I don't like they don't it look real no yeah
1: I did see one of those photos that your friend posted yeah
4: so you so you can yes. tell right right like the makeup is a little in that picture that you're referring to it's yes. the makeup that looks a little enhanced <laughs>
1: enhanced that's a good word <laughs> um Anyway, uh, so she spent a lot of her time in, in Las Vegas. Uh, oh, get this. In December 2020, she had an ex-husband that requested a domestic violence restraining order uh, against her. And uh, he ended up with full legal and physical custody of their two dogs. Hmm. I don't know if she was uh, assaulting the dogs or not. Uh, court papers reviewed claims he she would show up. At his home, this is the ex-husband, send hundreds of profane text messages and make racist comments toward me and my girlfriend. Uh, Your bleep wanted my lifestyle. Well, let me tell you, she will be sorry. And the thing is, all her Sarah King's friends thought she was just so wonderful and charming and amazing. And it turns out she was this lunatic crook. And they all fell for it. At one time, she went on a shopping spree, bought a $37,000 ring, a $15,000 bracelet. (laughs) Yeah, you're this close to being one of these.
4: (laughs) No, I'm not.
1: (laughs) Wishful thinking. I hear hear the excitement. She claims she owned a a $12 million yacht, and we... we I don't have
4: that, John. No, not even close. (laughs) Don't even have a sailboat.
1: You don't even have a... A little uh, rubber ducky. That's right. Uh, anyway, that's 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 the crook in Newport Beach. Uh, Sarah King, if you know her, probably owes you money. Ken is uh, away today, and uh, oh, I was telling you about this this uh, woman, Sarah King, who uh, in Newport Beach, she's uh, an attorney, and uh, she started uh, she scammed ten million dollars out of uh, some company in the Virgin Islands, uh, and also scammed. It uh, looks like hundreds of thousands of dollars from her friends claiming that she had a loan business and she had uh, 97 loans that she needed to finance and she'd be the middleman. And uh, she blew it all on Las Vegas. At this, especially at the wind, massive suites and, you know, indulged in every possible shopping sprees and all the money's gone. And now she's uh, getting sued over it. I don't know. What does it take to get charged criminally for something like that? But uh, there's, an, there's another scam story out of Orange County. Uh, a man, Mustafa Khadiri of Irvine. He obtained fraudulently $5 million in pandemic relief loans. Now, that's our money. And spent the money on lavish vacations, luxury sports cards, and all his other expenses. And he got sentenced on Friday to four and a half years in prison. Submitted loan applications to the Paycheck Protection Program. Remember that during COVID, the PPP, and uh, it, the money's supposed to prevent law employee layoffs, and you had to spend it on payroll or rent or mortgage payments or utilities. Instead, he spent it on a, a wild time. He he filed the applications on f- on behalf of four separate Newport Beach companies again with the Newport Beach. Hmm. Uh, none of which were in operation. so there's four fake companies basically he he uh had fake employee numbers uh fake bank bank balances and fake tax returns and then he started purchasing luxury cars a Ferrari, a Bentley, a Lamborghini. this isn't much different from what this uh woman Sarah King was doing. They got the cars back and two million from his accounts. Federal grand jury indicted him. Uh, and he uh, eventually he pleaded guilty to bank fraud, aggravated identity theft, and money laundering. I, I, you know, it's 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 funny. It's it's if you had access to that kind of money, like I don't have that desire to buy a bunch of uh, sports cars. I don't know if I suddenly was able to access. You know, five million dollars or ten million dollars. I wouldn't blow it on Las Vegas. I wouldn't blow it on a bunch of sports cars. I, I don't know what I would do with it. But I, I've never understood these people. I, I guess it's to show off their luxury to everyone. Do, is it? Is it because they to compensate for uh, the terrible self-esteem? Did their parents tell them uh, all throughout childhood they were they were, were they were worthless and useless and? They got degraded so badly that eventually they had to prove to the world that they could drive a fancy car. I don't. I don't really. I just don't have that gene in me. I just uh, never really understood. Um, he, of course, in court, he was described by his friends as a caring, and generous man who grew up uh, under his mother, an Afghanistan immigrant, and his father died when he was a child. So I guess there must have been some uh, some terrible psychological hole. That he was trying to fill. And uh, then he uh, was an alcoholic in recent years. It caused him to lose his way. That's what the friend said. That's losing your way. Losing your way is uh, ripping off uh, the government for $5 million. By the way, in that moment, when the application arrived at the Paycheck Protection Program office in Washington, at that exact moment, there was a an employee... Did they check to see if any of these companies were actually in business? Did they look at any of the employees? I mean, he filled out all the forms. He had, uh, you know, all these numbers of employees and he had bank balances and he had tax returns and 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 nothing is checked. I don't know how uh, how they got tipped off, but I'm surprised in the moment this isn't this isn't stopped. And they, they now they're admitting We knew this was going on in California. The feds are admitting there's been rampant fraud with all these COVID programs. Boy, every everything everything goes back to that hysteria. But but well, he's going to be in prison now for uh, for four and a half years. Uh, Ah, Conway's here. You talking about Bill (laughs) Hamilton? that about Bill Handel? No.
3: <laughs> I I we have that very sad story uh, happening over the weekend with the bishop killed is is just uh, horrible. That's the same bishop that presided over my dad's funeral. Is that right? Yeah, Bishop Bishop O'Connell, and and it was uh, it was horrible. So tonight we have Bishop Van uh, Kevin Bishop Kevin Van. He's the the head of the Orange County diocese, and he's coming on because they were very good friends. Uh, so it, it, it's just an incredibly weird, horrible story, and uh, and, and further indication that this country is falling apart. You know, where a, a bishop gets killed, kill who 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 has it out for a bishop.
1: Well, the, it's supposedly the husband of the woman who worked for the bishop. Yeah, she was, was the housekeeper, and her husband. There's a story that he did some work, and they had some dispute over payment. But the sheriff said they're still trying to check that story out. But see. he shouldn't have paid it anyway. It's
3: the the church owns that home. The church should uh, pay for it. That's uh, weird. I don't know. You know, when when you live that kind of lifestyle, you you know, you're not a billionaire either. You know, you have just enough money to get by. No, the pope uh, is, but the rest of aren't. The Pope gets paid? Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Oh, the, you know how much the Vatican's worth. Oh,
3: I know how much the Vatican's worth. I don't know what the Pope gets paid. It gets a Pope paycheck? It's <laughs> kind of cool. Uh, Alec Baldwin with Ross. The shooting, uh, the prosecutors have dropped the firearm enhancement, so he skates on that. And then uh, Jimmy Carter. <clears throat> I don't know, man. It's uh, Every time I turn TV on and I see Jimmy Carter, I'm thinking that's, it's got to be the end. And, man, this guy hangs on and hangs on. Yeah. 98. Yeah. Woof. He's fighting hospice now. Yeah, he's unbelievable. And then uh, the Clippers are going to sign Russell Westbrook. How about that? Is that right? Yeah, he's going to stay in Los Angeles and play
1: for the Clippers.
3: So you can go look he's, at him.
1: He's a terrible shooter. Is that I right? Mean, oh, yeah. He's just... I I, I watched... Uh, a recent game? I don't know that much, uh, he's, Oh, he's just, he's hes lost a lot of his skills.
3: He's we should set you up. Uh, you are you against him in free throws? Huh? You think oh, he would take I, him? I, I John like might right.
1: win. Uh, <laughs> Is that right? That's right? Isn't he a horrible
3: shooter? <laughs> Westbrook has <laughs> severely, severely declined. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. In, in free throws, you think John would win? I, I'd, I'd go to see that. Let's set I mean, that up. He was shooting under 50% on layups this season. Right. Who, John?
1: Well, both of us. <laughs> if you want a guy who shoots under 50%, you can have me or Westbrook. Either one.
3: That's great. That's classic, man. I would definitely go to go to a game to watch that, you know? <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, from KFI, John Colbelt versus Westbrook from the Clippers.
1: I, I could brick him just as well as he does. <laughs> All right, Conway's oh, that's next. That's great, man. Uh, All right, Michael Crozier is the news. Let's go. Uh go. Live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom.